lead her every day, living for messy action. This is the Lifestyle Leadership Podcast for women who want to be the best version of themselves while making an impact. And who are willing to take messy, imperfect action to get there. I'm Jordan. And I'm Dr. Tay. And we are here to guide and empower you to lead yourself every day. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all, we are back for another episode, and this is going to be one of our candid conversations. Last time we did this, I won't lie, it was a hit with y'all, and so we are going completely unscripted today, and all we did was talk about the topic and just real quick to make sure we were on the same page, but we have not dove into this. So what we share is what, it's like a conversation between the two of us. Just as a reminder, anything shared on our episodes are not clinical advice. Please talk to a qualified mental health professional if you are needing more support. So today we're going to be talking about not being the best. And, you know, this is the Lead Her Everyday podcast. We love to talk about the everyday aspects of leadership. And the reality of it is, is you're probably embarking on a journey of some type in your life, in your leadership, in your day where you are not the best. So what does that look like? How do we walk through it? What does it mean for us um, and the people that we serve? We're going to dive into that, like Taylor said, in just a totally candid, non-scripted way today. Yeah. And I think we all have some area in our life where we are showing up and it's either not our strength or we're not the best. And that, so that's, I guess, starting off to think about like, what is the best? And I, I really think about it in two different ways. One, the best is us comparing ourselves to other people, you know, like, are we the one that stands out in that, that C, so to speak? The other area though, I think of that, you know, relates to being the best is, relative to yourself? Is it a pattern of strength for you? And so in some way, when you use those two definitions, like you're, there's going to be people that are better than you at what you're doing. And it could be your areas of strength, but that also means that there have to be areas that aren't as strong for you. And so what is that like? But for you, Jordan, would you like, how else would you define the best or what else do you think of there? When I think of it, I immediately actually go to self versus self. And maybe that's just because of like the season that I'm in, but it's also, you know, when you try and look at defining the best, oftentimes I think we would say, well, there really is no like concrete definition in the business world. There's no KPI. Like my husband asked me the other day, his, one of his Instagram reels for construction went like air quote viral. It got like 2000 views. Cause for him that's viral. So he's like, is that viral? Like, what is the definition of that? So again, like with the best, there may not be a concrete definition of it, but I often too think like, you know, there's seasons where we're like, well, I'm not being the best mom. I'm not being the best, you know, example of self-care. And it's like this self versus self, because there may have been seasons, days, times where we once felt that we were for ourselves and we held that, you know, well, and that we're almost comparing it back to that time. Yeah. It's funny. I am getting ready um, when we're recording this to fly to Utah for a coaching retreat. And I'm in a group with two other women, like a group chat. And the one is like, like a week ago, she was like, okay, what are you guys wearing? What are you bringing? And I'm like, I haven't even thought about this. And with the other woman, she's like, yeah, I haven't either. And 
by the way, I leave tomorrow morning, y'all, at like 5 a.m. And we're recording this at like 8 a.m. on a Wednesday. I'm still not packed. And I don't know when I'm going to get packed today, but I will make it happen. But what's so interesting is the woman who's super prepared was like, I got to like also basically, quote unquote, pack my kids, um, my husband, my dog, like they're staying home, but like prep it. And I made this comment. I was like, I am going to be screwed when I have kids because like, this is not an area of strength for me is like, you know, preemptively being on top of it. And this other woman was like, she has um, a son, like who's an adult now. And she was like, I made it through. It Mm -hmm. will be, you'll be fine. And I, I really, that mentality I actually find very helpful, right? You know, one, why am I worried about it now? I don't have kids. I, I'm i not anywhere near pregnant or anything like that. But one, why am I worrying about it now? And two, that is true. Like it mm-hmm. is okay just to get by in some areas because if we put this pressure on ourselves to be the best at everything it ends up, we only have so much capacity and energy. And so I almost believe like if we try to be the best at everything, like it's almost like sucking energy and power from our like zones of genius, like where we can really show up. And it's like, do you want to make that sacrifice just so maybe you can be that mom who is super prepared? Like that could be someone else's zone of genius. My other friend who's super prepared, I'm like, Go you. That's amazing. So I feel like we literally could end the episode right there. That was so good. Like my (laughs) jaw is like dropping as Taylor's talking about this because I, I don't know that I've ever heard it put in that way that it's like, I know that I don't have to be the best at everything. People know that we say it, but like, no, really, when you try and be the best at everything, you're sucking energy away from those zones where you really do shine and have the greatest impact. Yeah. I just think there's so much pressure for ourselves. And I am, it's funny, this is kind of reminding me, this topic is reminding me a little bit of like giving yourself permission not to grow this aspect. Like we love growth here. And yet we also encourage you not to put the pressure on yourself to grow all the time. I feel like this has some similarities. We love excellence. We love challenging ourselves. We love leveling up. I feel like I'm doing that a lot and constantly. And I think if we can bring in this mindset that we don't always need to be doing it, that we don't always need to be showing up our best, that is really, talk about zone of genius or that optimal zone of growth. It's like knowing you can level up and you choosing when you get to level up, that is damn powerful. Yeah. You are in the driver's seat versus being pressured by external influences. So good. Okay. So what can not being the best do for us as women, as leaders, as people that are, you know, trying to leave an impact, what can not being the best teach us or drive us to do? I mean, one thing that comes to mind immediately for me is connection. It creates connection. It creates community. It it fosters relationships in a couple ways. One being no one wants to, if I'm being really blunt, I don't think most people want to be friends with the perfect friend, the friend that seems like they have their life 
all together and nothing ever goes wrong, which by the way, is a facade because that is impossible. But some people are really good at portraying that. And I just think it's not relatable for one. And I think connections and friendships and relationships are built on the foundation of relatability and vulnerability. And so I think not being the best allows us to build those relationships. It also allows someone to step in and share their zone of genius with you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's like, okay, I'm not the best. Hey, Jordan, can you help me with this? And you get that opportunity to like, really support me. And again, show your zone of genius and share your knowledge. And I think that's powerful. I'm thinking of a few things here. And one is that I truly believe that sales is serving when you're doing something you're passionate about. Yeah. And what I hear from you, Taylor, is making me think back to like all of the things and opportunities that you and I have done and, you know, the community that we have around us has done as far as like entrepreneurship and small businesses, when you really believe in something and someone else really needs it, that financial exchange is simply a natural result of that transfer of genius. I mean, it's true serving. And then the second thing this makes me think of is just how you not being the best at something, it not only gives other people an area to shine, but if that's something you do want to grow in, you know, they, the, the saying is like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Well, it gives you an opportunity to find a mentor, you know, in that area or to find a community of people that have been there, or maybe are a few steps ahead of you that you can learn from instead of just sitting in that space of quote, I I'm not enough. I'm, I'm not the best. Yeah. I love that. And this idea of, you said, being a few steps ahead, that is something I think about all the time. And I probably over the last year have had a pretty big mindset shift myself with regard to how I show up on social media. You know, with my background, I do have expertise in, you know, aspects of mental health and mindset and all of that. And in particular, autism is like, it is my area of expertise. And I found myself putting so much pressure on myself to show up on social media as this quote unquote expert. And I do have knowledge to share and I love being able to share it. It like brings me so much joy to be able to help people and support people and, you know, help them grow and learn like it's such a passion for me. And so in that regard, showing up on social media has always been easy. Um, but the hard part is I was holding myself to this, such this high standard that I had to be perfect, that I couldn't show my own struggles if I expected someone to hire me, you know, because, well, would they want to hire the person, you know, as a coach who, also is struggling. And y'all, I'm just going to say this. We all have struggles. I do not care who you are. You have struggles. You have, you know, points of things you're working through and that you feel like you're hitting a wall in. We all do. And so this idea of one of the things that's helped me was hiring a therapist myself. I mean, admitting that I needed a therapist was in and of itself, a, a growth for me um, and realizing, okay, there's nothing weak about working with a therapist. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized she is in 
this area of feelings. She's a couple steps ahead of me. So I'm learning from her. But what I've also learned is going through this journey. I'm not the best at feelings. Feelings is something and like feeling it and expressing. And y'all know, probably if you've been listening or following along, like I love talking about feelings, but I only need to be a couple steps ahead of you and really only one step ahead of you to be able to serve you. And I still can be going through my own growth journey in the process as I'm quote unquote showing up as the expert, as I'm quote unquote showing up as the best. I still have so much room and so much capacity for growth. And that excites me. It really, really does because I just know that I'm going to keep leveling up in this area. And the more that I personally learn, the more value that I can continue to give my clients. I keep coming back to this really superficial surface level example that like is so good in my opinion for this, but it's going to make you guys probably laugh at me. It's here. Like you want to. You think about the best and and as humans in, you know, social media, the perfect worlds, we have this like feeling of, well, everyone's going to gravitate to the best. And if I'm not the best, people won't gravitate to me. My husband's favorite country singer in the world is Luke Bryan. Now, nothing against Luke Bryan. I love the man, but he is not like the best country singer in the world. But you know what he is the best at? making that connection with all of the kids who went to Panama city on spring break and grew up in the South on their farms. Like, and if y'all don't know, I'm from Georgia, but so that's a very superficial and like surface level example that I'm thinking through of like, people aren't gravitated to, they're not pulled to like the best of the best. They're not pulled to perfection. They're pulled to people who they feel a connection with, (laughs) like Luke Bryan, (laughs) my my husband loves him. They're pulled to people who have that authenticity and who you feel like you can relate to. So, I mean, I don't know, it, it could be your business. It could be motherhood. It could be a friendship, but I would say like when you can focus first on that connection piece and then on whatever skill it is, like maybe secondary, like hone in on that connection piece, because that's really what takes you far. Yeah. Okay, this might be controversial, but you talking about Luke Bryan made me think of this. Who comes to mind for me is Taylor Swift. I don't actually know if she is like the best singer, but look at her following. You know, she creates this feeling for people and people love her. And again, this is where it might be controversial. Old Taylor, her first couple songs, I was like, I felt like I was really seeing her talent. I don't know if I see her talent in the vocal sense right now. In the other areas, absolutely. The production, I've gone to a Taylor Swift concert, the production she puts on, holy moly, how she relates to people, how she shows up. Mm-hmm. This like idea of like, this allure she creates, like this, this feeling like you're, you're on edge waiting for, you know, the next Taylor Swift album, whether you're like it, like a Swifty or not. Of course, I know some people don't love her, but I'm not like a diehard Swifty, but like, I do really like her. And it's, it's so fascinating to think about. I don't, at least her recent songs, the way that she's showing up as a musician, like vocally, I don't actually think is like, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. We're also going to get probably the most hate mail. I'm just kidding. 
people that love Taylor Swift, like I've had people unfollow me before because they're like, I don't understand you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, but I feel the same exact way. And it's because like she's shared it all. She's aired it all. We've seen her whole journey and she's not perfect. She's not the best, but she has people that will literally unfollow me on Instagram because they're that much of like a loyal, she has loyalty. That's such a good example. Yeah. I just, it's interesting. And yeah, for the record, I think she, I think she's extremely talented, Mm -hmm. but you saying Luke, there's the train. It always happens during our episodes. (laughs) We're going to keep rolling with it because this is a candid conversation. Um, but Luke Bryan, like I felt like that immediately popped into my brain. So, so to bring it, you go. So to bring it back to like, what do we do with this now? We have this conversation, like what, what should we do? So I would say like, is there an area of your life where you're consistently like, I'm not the best at this. I want to be better. Like I wish I could X, Y, and Z. I think the first step is identifying, well, is this really something that you need to be better in this? And that's fine. If it is like, if you want to be better in it, you think it's going to help you grow and serve better. Wonderful. Let's make some goals around it and an action plan. But also we could just decide that we don't want to be better at it. That's kind of what we're saying, right? Yeah, exactly. And I also think there's this mindset we need to be aware of, of always the best makes me think of more, right? You always want more because where is that limit of being the best? When, when do you just decide like, okay, I've arrived, I'm at the best now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's this really ambiguous line, you know, like again, Taylor Swift, like is constantly trying to level up and somehow manages to do it every single time. But, you know, when is this idea of, okay, I've done enough. And it's really interesting. I see this in um, like the social selling network marketing space a lot, like with people building their businesses. And again, this isn't the norm of businesses, but what is possible is there is an uncapped income potential, but it's like, you always want more, 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 more. And like hitting one milestone that you set felt, you know, at the time when you said it felt amazing, but you arrive, I've seen this so, so much Mm -hmm. you arrive. And then you say, okay, great. But what's next? How can I, in the, the world I'm in with selling makeup, I, like the makeup company I work for right now is like, has gone viral, um, on like Instagram and TikTok, And we are seeing record breaking sales. And I'm seeing from some of these top sellers who I absolutely love and adore. And I am so happy for them, but sometimes it's like, well, how can I sell more next month? And it's like, you just had a record breaking month, not only for yourself, but for the company, like, how do you decide when is enough and at what sacrifice does always wanting more come with, right? Mm-hmm. You you don't get more of a good thing without more of the bad thing also coming along. So what I mean by that is like leveling up your business or leveling up your life or going for that promotion. It's going to take more of your time, which means 
it's going to create less time for you to spend on the things that also really matter to you. Because my guess is if you're going for it, um, it is of high value to you, Mm -hmm. right? But there's also other areas that are of high value. It's likely going to create more stress for you. um, Because again, you're striving to be the best. You're striving to level up. On the social media front, we see this more followers often means more criticism, you know? And so more of a good thing also comes with more of the bad thing. And you need to be one, aware of that. And two, really ask yourself, when is enough going to be enough? And you need to do that evaluation for yourself. We can't give you some cutoff line, but it's just this exploration. And so the best often means more. And so how do you know when it's enough? Mm -hmm. What's your definition of best and better, you know? Because I do think it's ambiguous in most cases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, it's like a glass ceiling. You can always shatter through it, right? But when do you just decide, like, I'm content? Yeah, content. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're not growing. It doesn't mean that you're not evolving and leaving impact. It just means that, and and it's okay. You know, there, there are seasons where, and there are, certain scenarios where, yeah, you decide that getting better and more is what you want. Maybe you learn to hire help. Maybe you learn to ask for help. Maybe you learn to cut something else out of your life that, you know, so that you can dedicate more to that. But, you know, what we're saying is I think there's a societal pressure to always be better and always be the best, but there's really no definition. And when you, you know, pick something that you want to be better at, Use it as an opportunity to rally a mentor, a community around you, set a growth plan, but also just be be okay. There, I keep thinking back to this woman who is a business owner that I've known for a while. I've watched her business grow and explode and dip and then grow again. And she's been really inspirational to me. And one thing she like does not mess with is cooking. Like she has a kid, she has a husband, and she's like, she says, cooking is a civilian affair to her, like a, like a, just something she like does not want to be bothered with. She'll get meal delivery and she wants to eat really healthy too. So she'll get meal delivery. And it's like, there is not a time where she's like, but I want to be the best at that too. And like, I'm going to also try and come home an hour earlier so that I can No, She's just like, I'm not, I don't want to be better at it. This is the way it is. These are my boundaries. I'm going to make it ahead of time. It's going to be chicken and you know, right. Like, and so it just makes me think that like, it's true that you don't need to be the best at everything and you don't need to get better at everything. Some things you can just leave the way that they are and like rest in that contentment of it. Yeah. I relate to that so much. I'm zero to yeah. get better at cooking <laughs> or exactly. really like any like domestic skills around the house. I'm like, nope, I just, I just own like yeah. for someone, you know, that eventually marries me one day, they're just going to have to accept it because I accept it. <laughs> You know, but the thing that does to come to mind for me is remember, you're the best at something Hmm. because when we use this definition of relative of comparing to ourselves versus comparing externally, there's something you're the best at. There's something you're really, really talented at. And sometimes the opposite is true is we need to learn to step into that, to Hmm. realize like, this is your zone of genius. And how do you, how do you embrace that? And how do you share it? Um, and how do you take pride in the fact that this is 
your best, right? One of the best things that you personally do because we all have them. And I see sometimes the opposite that we underplay our like best things about ourselves because in some ways society, society is so fascinating. There's this pressure to grow and this pressure to be better. But then there's also this voice in society that it's like, well, don't brag. Don't be the best at something. Don't say, you know, like put yourself on this like high horse, like, right. It's like, you want me to grow, but then I'm also not allowed because that's bragging. And I challenge that. I don't believe it's bragging. I believe it's like embracing your wins, celebrating your wins and embracing who you are as a person, but it's, it's this interesting dynamic. So I encourage you to step into those areas that you're the best. I was listening to a coaching call from my business a few days ago, and she mentioned too, like, don't underestimate the areas of life where you actually are the expert already that you may not think are, you know, good enough. They are good enough. And so I actually wrote down like a list. I was so inspired. I wrote down a list because it's so often like, you know, we talk a lot about business and social media on here. I hear from a lot of people, well, I don't know what to post. Like, I don't have anything interesting. Like the fact that you're a mom makes you an expert in being a mom and that's enough. And then, you know, the fact that I love to cook healthy things and like make healthy swaps puts me a few steps ahead of someone that may be interested in it, but hasn't taken any action. And that's enough. Um, so pair that with, you know, think about what books you read, what TV shows you watch. Jay Shetty said this on his podcast a few days ago, you know, that's really telling what, where you spend your money for me. It's extremely evident that I spend a ton of money on groceries. I read a lot of parenting and wellness books. I watch documentaries about wellness at night. Like that's a really big thing to me. And so if you're not sure what that area is for you, write down even what may seem mundane, like those things where you know that you're good at, that you do every day, that you're consistently doing. If you've done it for more than a year or two, I mean, consistently, you're definitely ahead of a lot of people that you could be, you know, helping. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's all that I have, but I think some of it is find that balance between growing and striving for more and know how do you know when you've arrived, right? And on the other side is just like Jordan shared, like how do you step into these areas that you are ahead of the game? And I love this idea of thinking about what what have you invested in? You know, um, so, so fascinating. Also so fascinating to hear what yours are. I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like I know a lot about you, but I didn't know you watched documentaries about, um, you know, wellness. I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. I think about what I'm spending a lot of money in. I'm doing a lot of investing in coaching or like mental health myself, like therapy, different types of coaches I'm working with. And yes, some of it is for my business, but it's interesting to think about like the things that we both share are also things that we both are investing in. Mm -hmm. And also those are both of our areas of expertise, right? And we are still leveling up, but I found for myself, I it's great to level up, but I don't need to be perfect at it. And perfection is not the goal. And when I finally learned to release that, it was so freeing because I, the other day I showed up on my Instagram stories and I was like, listen, y'all, I am having all kinds of emotions right now and it's okay. And I I found myself second guessing myself and everything I practiced, like in that moment, like initially I wasn't doing. And then I caught myself, got on my stories to share that. And I actually put a poll, like, 
do you like hearing this content? And I will say so many people said yes, like that mm-hmm. it was relatable, that they wanted to hear more of this. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep showing up like my imperfectly perfect, or I always get mixed up, imperfectly you know? perfect, perfectly imperfect. I don't know. Because even there, who knows? I don't need to know, right? But I'm going to show up that version of myself because that's authentically who I am at mm-hmm. my core. And that is enough. So good. We are almost done with this episode, but we want to leave you with tangible steps to apply this. We are all about taking messy action, and we would encourage you to embrace that with us. I would challenge you guys this week after listening to this. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, make this twofold. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to do the second one. Cause I've already done the first one, write down a list of five things that you are the expert at. You have to fill three to five because you are, if you've been doing it for more than let's say even half a year consistently, you are, we can, you know, loosely define the term expert here. Obviously I didn't go to school for medicine or, you know, wellness or anything like that, but if you've been practicing something consistently for six months or more, you're, you can be an expert in it, put it down on paper. The second part of this is what are those three areas that you're like, not the best at. And you're finally just going to release that and say, surrender to it and say, okay, I don't have to grow in this area. I don't have to be the best in this area. I can't be the best at everything. So I'm just going to live where I am and that's going to be okay. That's what I would say. Yeah. And one thing I will encourage you if you're doing this exercise and you're getting really stuck at this idea of expert, I'd even release the word expert and just say, where are, again, your zones of genius or where are things you're really good at and focus there? Because I think sometimes there's some limiting beliefs that come in, you know, with this expert. And to be honest, Jordan, I'll just say this. Like, I even think with you, like you are an expert in this and you're showing up all the time, but there's still that little voice in the back of your head. Like I'm not a medical doctor. And of course we want to balance, like, you know, not overstepping, but also like some of it is like, that's not the only benchmark for what an expert is. Right. So true. All right, you guys, thanks for hanging with us. We hope you enjoyed today's candid conversation all about what happens when we're not the best. Uh, Share it on social media, give us a tag, and we will see you next time. Bye, y'all. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We love when you share your imperfect but impactful progress with us on social media. We've linked our Instagram, leadher.everyday, in the show notes so you can tag us. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. Hit subscribe to stay up to date. See you next time.